Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. In the 1800s, there was two islands that existed in the Connecticut River between Brattleboro and Hinsdale. A toll bridge was built by a private company in 1804 to connect Brattleboro and Hinsdale with the northernmost island. The northern island was about 30 acres in size and was used as a farm for many years. There was a slaughterhouse on the island and a granite shed as well. The island proved to be pretty versatile. In the 1860s, there was a flood that washed away part of the northern island and made the southern island uninhabitable. The farm on the northern island lost about 8 acres of farmland. In the 1880s, Butterborough and Hinsdale joined together and bought the Toll Bridge Company and made the ability to travel across the bridges free for all. In the late 1800s, a brewery existed on the island and the island developed a sketchy reputation. In the early 1900s, Brattleboro and Hinsdale got into a disagreement about the brewery as Brattleboro was a dry town while Hinsdale was a licensed town that allowed the brewery to operate. The island officially belonged to Hinsdale, so a man named Fred Gale operated the brewery and saloon on the island. After a few years of court battles, Fred Gale lost his ability to operate the brewery and saloon. The land where the brewery and saloon were located was put up for auction and two Brattleboro businessmen, Michael Moran and George Fox, bought the island property. The Island Park Amusement Company was formed by the two owners. They were both progressive Brattleboro businessmen and were highly influenced by their wives to purchase the island property. Their wives were very involved in the temperance movement. Mrs. Moran and Mrs. Fox both wanted to change the reputation of the island and the tagline for the new amusement park was the home of clean amusement. In 1911, there were about 8,500 residents in Brattleboro. Island Park was an amusement center built on the island between Hinsdale and Brattleboro, and visitors as far away as Boston came to Brattleboro to experience baseball games, horse and buggy rides up to Mount Wantasticate, bowling, boating, motion pictures, and dancing. Some baseball contests drew as many as 3,000 spectators. The park was located on the Brattleboro side of the island and was reached by an easy walk or ride across the bridge. Island Park had a 1,200-seat grandstand, a baseball field, a pavilion for dancing, movies and bowling, and a soda fountain, and an ice cream parlor. It also had a boat launch and was open every day of the week during the summer. Vaudeville acts, orchestras, bands, and movies played in the pavilion. Outside professional and amateur baseball games took place in the summer, and high school football games were played in the fall. Families were encouraged to attend events, and alcohol was not sold. Island Park's first two years were its best. In 1911, the local baseball team, the Brattleboro Islanders, won the Connecticut Valley League pennant by defeating Keene 2-0 in the championship game played at Island Park. In 1912, Brattleboro celebrated 150 years of its history by holding a four-day Brattleboro pageant on the island. 700 Brattleboro residents participated in reenactments of Brattleboro's past, and it was well attended every day. World-famous opera singer Mary Howe, a Brattleboro native, ended each day of this pageant by singing Home Sweet Home. In 1912, plans to build a large hotel next to Island Park were announced. This was a time when business was booming in Brattleboro. The cotton mill had just been built in the southeast end of town, and many thought the town would continue to grow and grow. Unfortunately, the Vernon Dam, which provided electricity to the newly constructed cotton mill, also added to the yearly spring floods on the island. Each year, the park was damaged and needed to be repaired. More and more of the island washed away each year as well. 
plans to build the hotel were dropped. By 1918, the original owners had died, and the park was purchased by the power company that owned the Vernon Dam. Boating, baseball, bowling, movies, and vaudeville were eventually dropped, but the dance hall continued. The island was used for other events as well. Two presidents, William Howard Taft and Theodore Roosevelt, held campaign rallies on the island. Beauty pageant winners were featured, and circuses often visited the island as well. The circus would arrive by train around 5.30 a.m., unload, and set up on the island. By noon, there would be a circus parade on Main Street. Then there would be an afternoon performance and an evening performance, and the circus would be gone by the next day. In 1920, a major ice flood came down in the Connecticut River, and the bridge connecting Brattleboro with the island was washed away. After a few failed attempts, it took a year before a permanent replacement bridge was completed. This inability to reach the island during the busy summer season contributed to the decline of the amusement park. In 1927, a major flood and subsequent ice out knocked down most of the island park, and more than half of the island was washed away. The power company demolished the remaining structures, and the island park ceased to exist. In 1936, the largest flood in Brattleboro history washed away what remained of the island, and today we only have the strip of land that joins the two bridges to remind us of Island Park. We'd like to thank and acknowledge the research of local historians Dana Brake and Dick Mitchell. Much of the information in this edition of This Week in Brattleboro History comes from their research about the island. Please join us next week for another story from Brattleboro's past.